The Team-Up, by All My Literature Bullshit Again. Chapters 10 to 11. Part 15 of the Midwest Biodisaster Zuka series. Read by Melo Zuko, dear, from AO3. Rating, mature, archive warnings, no archive warnings apply. See chapter 1 for tags. Chapter 10. Summary. Zuko's birthday is here, and so are many of the greatest hit characters from past stories. It was here, Zuko's birthday, and by some insane chance, everything had come together. There was a cake that Katara and Aang had gone out and bought. Like Sokka could possibly bake a cake. What had he been thinking? And there were streamers up along the walls, and balloons all over the floor, and a piñata filled with vaguely adult prizes. And there were people, too. People who liked and cared about Zuko, who just wanted to make him happy, which was really what Sokka had wanted most. Katara and Aang were of course both there, excited and helping to decorate and getting all the food and drinks put out on the kitchen island. Aang also kept trying to get Boomerang to wear a birthday hat, which was equal parts adorable and futile. Boomerang was pretty tolerant, but he was still a dog, and a smart and athletic dog, so the opportunity to pour a hat off his head, grab it in his mouth and run away was too good to resist. And then you add him occasionally popping a balloon and scaring the ever-loving shit out of everyone in the apartment, and it was best not to rile him up further. At least he responded better than when Aang had tried to put one on Lucky, maybe? Who just shut down completely like they'd flipped an off switch. Sokka settled for the bow tie on the cat's collar and let the poor thing hide again, which he did immediately. Dragon, probably observed all of this from the top of his cat tree, with all the normal disinterest he gave his peasants when they were being dumb. Zuko's co-workers Nick and Sophie showed up first, bearing alcohol and a few of those paper popper things full of confetti and treats, which brought Sokka incredible joy, considering Azula had banned him from getting confetti himself. Sophie was about Sokka's age, with short, tightly curled dark hair and a tiny frame and a constant look of mischief in her eyes. Sokka certainly hadn't forgotten the night she helped get Zuko drunk enough to forget they were dating. Nick was broad and sandy-haired and had a personal life that was pretty much always a mess, but he was nice and clapped Sokka hard on the shoulder as they came in. Sokka immediately accepted their jackets and passed them off to Katara to put somewhere else. You're definitely looking better than last time I saw you, Nick announced, grinning. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than incoherent because I just got my ass kicked, so that's fair, Sokka agreed, and Nick chuckled and agreed. Let's see if I can get enough shots into someone here to beat that level of shit behaviour, Sophie said, and elbowed Sokka in the side. Oh god. You're gonna kill us, Sokka announced and Sophie made absolutely no promises not to. Good god. Well, at least if the worst happened, they'd have three EMTs on site. Sokka introduced the pair to Katara and Aang and got the booze to the kitchen before Sophie could start getting them tanked before Zuko even got here. A balloon popped again, making Katara jump and Nick swear rather loudly, and Sokka wondered if maybe those hadn't been the best plan with three pets in the house? 
As if to illustrate this point, he watched Lucky's little paw dart out from under the couch and bat at a balloon, knocking it toward the dog. Boomerang was more than happy to bite and pop it, which just led to more swearing. Luckily, there was a knock at the door then, and Teo, dressed in a bright blazer and his increasingly perfect eyeliner, and Ezra, fully quaffed and in a androgynously low-cut shirt, appeared. They were carrying a bottle of champagne and a tray of brightly frosted cookies, and Sokka beamed as he welcomed them in. Hey guys, he said, thanks for coming, and bringing food even though you totally didn't have to. Teo had been hiding his secret baking talents, Ezra said with a smile, so I made him showcase them today. Teo blushed a little at Ezra, who ruffled his hair fondly and beamed down at him. God, how had it taken them so damn long to officially date? But they were now, and Sokka immediately took the tray of cookies and set it on the counter and introduced them to the others. Teo and Ang hit it off immediately, and Ezra complimented Katara's top and hairstyle, so it looked like they were friends right away too. So, it was an eclectic group already, but all getting along. Sokka snatched a cookie, which was unfairly incredible, and he told Teo so and insisted he bring cookies to the office more often, and turned back to a knock on the door. He opened it to Azula, who showed up with two women in tow that Sokka had never met. A tall one, with heavy eyeliner, an outfit all in black, and a bored frown, and a shorter one in pink, with round eyes and a long braid and a wide smile. This is Zuko's boyfriend Sokka, Azula said, gesturing to him, perfunctory in tone and movement. And this is Mei, indicating the tall woman, and Tai Li, a motion to the shorter one. Oh, hi, Tai Li squealed and threw her arms around Sokka immediately. It's so great to meet you! She drew back, still touching Sokka's arms, and glanced at Azula while Sokka stared at her in surprise. He's cute, isn't he? She looked at Sokka again and squeezed his arms. You're so cute! Ah, uh, Sokka said, thank you? He recovered as quickly as he could. So, you guys are Zuko's friends from when he was a kid? Of course, Tidy said stepping back to put her arms around Azula and May's waists, both of whom seemed to tolerate it with the same resigned acceptance. Well, May mumbled in a low sort of drawl, I'm actually Zuko's ex, but sure, friends is fine. Sokka stared at her for a moment. Wait, he said, you're the high school, we both hate our parents and love emo music, ex-girlfriend? May actually looked a bit amused at that. Guess that's me, she replied, voice still flat. Sokka couldn't hold in his laugh. Well, I'm glad you're both, you all, he said, including Azula in his gesture, could be here today. Yes, well, Azula said, looking stiff again. Friendship is important. Tylee shot a beaming smile at Azula which brought out a hint of blush at the top of her cheeks that Sokka didn't entirely understand. It's been too long, Tylee announced with obvious fondness, and even May nodded a little. We had a falling out for a little while, Azula confessed, but we've reconnected now. Are working on reconnecting, 
Sokka looked between them all with a confused sort of smile, but welcomed them in and introduced them to the very bizarre collection of people and animals currently in his living room. As the time got closer, he checked his phone more and more frequently to be sure everyone would be ready when Zuko got here. His nerves were getting quick and edgy and his brain was pinballing, which made making conversation challenging and awkward. What if he'd read this wrong? What if Zuko really had meant he didn't want to do anything at all for his birthday? What if he ended up hating it? Sokka tried to believe he'd guessed right, but that didn't quell the nerves. Aang heard the keys in the door before anyone else, and waved frantically for them all to shut up, which they did with surprising consistency. Boomerang, of course, went right to the door like always, already wagging as his not-quite-as-good-as-soccer-but-still-pretty-good-person came home. Everyone else waited, Nick and Sophie already holding a popper, Ezra crouched behind Teo's chair like he actually intended to jump out, and everyone else just frozen with whatever food or drink or decoration they'd ended up with in their hand. The door cracked open. Hey, buddy, Zuko said to his not quite as good as my cats, but still pretty good pet, as he stepped inside. He was greeted with a cacophony of yells of surprise and happy birthday and Nick maybe just yelling Zuko's name? Because Sokka realised belatedly that he'd forgotten to coordinate that part. Still, the way Zuko jumped and the absolute bewilderment on his face seemed to indicate he'd gotten the idea. What? he began, staring around at them. What the fuck is happening? Nick and Sophie, apparently having coordinated their own thing, pulled the cracker apart, scattering confetti, and yelled, Happy birthday! Ang and Tylee both tried to join them a little belatedly. Azula rolled her eyes and muttered something under her breath, and the others sort of just stood there, unsure what they should be doing now. You... What? Zuko managed, looking around the group. Well, holy shit, he finally seemed to settle upon, smiling crookedly, and that broke the odd tension into laughter. He finally shut the door behind him and was immediately mobbed by the most outgoing of the group. Sophie, Ang, Tai Lee, and Sokka would have joined them, but he hung back for the moment. Zuko saw him every day. Let him greet the people he saw less first, which apparently meant a three-way hug of two smallish women and one tallish guy, all sort of wrapped around him at once. Zuko, still looking confused but also pleased, attempted to hug them back. Uh, I probably smell like rubbing alcohol and latex, he offered. Kinky, Ezra called from across the room, which resulted in Zuko shooting him a look. Nick, who'd ended up near him, laughed, passed one end of another popper to Ezra, and exploded it with him. Zuko seemed the most surprised to see Tai Lee, for whom he accepted another hug and delighted squeal. Oh my god, he said, it's been so long. I haven't... How did you get here? Azula, Tai Lee announced brightly. And look, May's here too. It's the old crew back together. Zuko located May and Azula over near the couch, and his expression, impossibly, got even more startled. Happy birthday, Zuzu, Azula said, like she was giving an edict, and May just gave a small wave. This is, Zuko pronounced, looking around, 
the most bizarre group of people ever brought together. Is my uncle here too? That barista who hits on me at the coffee place? My college boyfriend? Nope, sorry, Sokka finally said. Just your current boyfriend. Zuko's eyes went to him then, and his face broke into a wider smile. Last night, he said, what you were planning. This was all you? Actually, Sokka admitted with a nod in her direction, it was Azula and me, together. Zuko looked at Azula, clearly disbelieving, and she just crossed her arms and levelled him with a sort of haughty glare. Okay, clearly I got hit on my head and went into a coma at some point, Zuko said, looking between Sokka and Azula again. Sophie handed him a beer and checked his pulse. Nope, she announced, now start drinking. Sophie, don't you dare, Zuko said, and accepted the beer anyway. He wheeled back toward Azula. Really? You helped plan a party for me? Like, of your own free will? His eyes narrowed. Is Sokka blackmailing you somehow? Is this some sort of trick? Azula rolled her eyes. So dramatic. Well, excuse me for being confused, Zuko protested. Azula frowned at him. Sokka asked me about your aversion to birthdays. Hey, you used my actual name, Sokka realised, and Zuko shot him a smile, which almost balanced out Azula's frown. And then he asked me to help with planning, Azula finished. So here we are, now stop acting like a dick. That startled a laugh out of all the people nearby, and Sophie passed the beer to Azula too. She looked at it distastefully, and passed it to Sokka. So, yeah, Sokka said, nudging Zuko in the side. Happy birthday? Zuko shook his head. Apparently, he replied, and reached out to briefly squeeze Sokka's hand. Then, everyone was doing things again, and Zuko was catching up with Mei and Tai Li while Azula hung out nearby, and Katara was assisting Sophie in making some sort of insane cocktail from the things assembled on the island on the counter and Aang and Ezra were covertly feeding treats to the dog. Nick had drifted over to Teo to chat, joined by one of the cats sneaking into Teo's lap. Sokka drifted from group to group as everyone continued to talk and laugh and shuffle around to chat with each other. It was easy to see how Zuko and Mei would have dated in high school once they were talking, both reverting to a lot of scowling and eye rolls. Katara started snapping pictures of who was there, pulling people into selfies and smiling broadly. People also dove into Teo's cookies and complimented him on them as they passed, although Nick then ended up near Tai Lee and seemed terribly unsure what to do in the face of her absolute fascination with his job. Then, the combined energy of Azula talking to Sophie was slightly frightening to behold, and Nick, Zuko and Katara seemed to be comparing their frequent hatred for their fellow medical workers, and May and Ezra were talking about nail polish and makeup brands. But everyone seemed happy, getting along, patting Zuko on the back and giving him hugs and wishing him well. More people started going for drinks and snacks, and Sophie passed out her semi-terrifying cactus juice cocktails while Ang showed off the cake he and Katara had gotten. It all seemed good at least, 
until Sokka looked around and realised Zuko was gone. There weren't a ton of places he could have gone, so Sokka headed for the bedroom. Zuko was there, his bare back to the door, in a pair of jeans and with a t-shirt in one hand, the other arm leaned on the wall by the closet. There was something tight across the muscles in his shoulders, and Sokka's stomach dropped. Oh, shit, you hate it, he said shortly, shutting the door behind him. You told me you didn't do stuff for your birthday, and I still thought maybe... But no, it was too much, and now you probably... Azuko turned and looked at him in surprise. I swear, if it's too weird or too loud or stupid or whatever, we can cut the party short whenever, Sokka hurried on. I just wanted to do something to... Just the corner of Zuko's lips lifted, and Zuko took two steps toward him, caught Sokka's face, and kissed him. Sokka went silent, sinking into the security of those hands on him, the soft exhale of Zuko's breath on his face. Zuko's thumb stroked his cheek, and he did smell a little like the ambulance, but more like himself. Sometimes you talk too much, Zuko murmured, drawing back to rest their heads together. Not often, but sometimes you don't have to second guess, my love. Something in Sokka's insides turned to jelly. My love is new, he murmured, heart thudding. Zuko stroked a fingertip along his face. Really? Thank you for all of this, he said. It's amazing. Yeah? Sokka questioned. You're... happy? Zuko gave him a crooked sort of smile. A little overwhelmed, a little tired for sure, and let's not do this all the time? But yes, Sokka, I'm absolutely happy, he replied and the next kiss was soft and lingering. Sokka reached up to stroke a hand into his hair. You just keep giving me these new memories of things that used to hurt, Zuko whispered. The holidays and the scar anniversary and birthdays. Now, now on top of all those old memories is just... you. He rubbed a hand over Sokka's face again. Just someone loud and wonderful and a little crazy who loves me. Sokka tugged him closer, curling his arms around his back. Of course I do, he replied, tucking his face into Zuko's shoulder. And you know you've done that too, right? That you've given me memories like that too? I hope so, Zuko said into his neck. That's how it should be. I shall think so. Zuko pressed a kiss to his neck. So really, I was just back here to change out of my work clothes and catch my breath for a second. Nothing more rangsty than that. So I just... way overthought it, Sokka said, as Zuko pulled back again. Yup, he said fondly. So, what else should I expect from this party? Sophie might try to kill us all, Sokka replied and Zuko laughed while seeming unsurprised. Katara and Aang have a cake, and they may make you actually blow out all the candles? Awkward, but sweet, Zuko said. Azula wouldn't let me get confetti. Remind me to thank her later. But there is a piñata, Sokka finished with a grin. Really? Zuko said, eyebrow raising. 
It's an adult piñata, Sokka protested. Also, it's a dragon. You're something else, bud, Zuko said, shaking his head as he pulled his shirt on, but he was still smiling. Call me my love again, Sokka said with a widening smile. I'm not doing it on command, Zuko replied with a snort, and opened the door. Bet I can get it out of you after some cactus juice, Sokka said, heading back down the hallway. Ten bucks and full control of the next movie night says that you can't, Zuko replied, heading straight for the island and awaiting drinks. You're wrong, Sokka replied, accepting one of the plastic cups from Sophie and passing one to Zuko. Happy birthday! Zuko clinked their cups together and they both took a drink, and apparently while they'd been in the bedroom, Katara had, in fact, put the candles on the cake and lit them. So, it was well and truly a birthday party now. Chapter 11 Summary The rest of the party, some convos with Azula, and some more dorky, sappy Zuka. Sophie didn't actually kill any of them, but it wasn't for lack of trying. It started with the cactus juice, and then progressed to the cake. That of course didn't include alcohol, but it was a natural progression from the cake to the piñata, which Sokka had stocked with candy, mini bottles of liquor, scratch tickets, and condoms. It exploded all over the living room floor when hit with a broom, which wasn't the most intelligent thing he'd ever thought of, considering some of it was chocolate, and there was a dog. But with Sokka managing to wrangle Boomerang, the others could partake in his birthday brilliance. Katara had then smacked Sokka in the arm for including condoms because it was inappropriate and weird, apparently, but no one else seemed to be complaining. Sokka was actually pretty sure Ezra had tucked a few into his back pocket. What? I should promote unsafe sex? Sokka replied. Wow, Katara, I thought you were a doctor. Then she smacked him again, but was sufficiently placated by being given a Reese's and a tiny bottle of UV blue. Azula stayed far away from the exploding dragon and everything to do with it, and sipped her cactus juice which she'd surprisingly deemed acceptable. Those who weren't lame like she was all did shots from the mini bottles of liquor, and went through the scratch tickets. Ang actually won two dollars, and Teo won fifty cents. By then, most of them were getting a little more relaxed and friendly with each other, and Zuko was just tipsy enough to start getting a little sweet and handsy with Sokka. Not enough to call him my love, unfortunately but Sokka held out hope. They played a wildly inappropriate game of Cards Against Humanity then, and Sokka was frankly horrified to find out that the two best and most irreverent players were actually Aang and Azula. Aang at least had the decency to look embarrassed and flustered occasionally at having played some of the cards he did, but Azula played exactly the way she approached everything else apparently. Dignified, competitive, and aggressive. But it did make for a hilarious game that way, and she did end up winning, which she accepted with incredible pride and another cactus juice, handed to her by Tai Lee. Once again, Sokka watched her blush just a little and actually look flustered when their fingers brushed. 
and he had just enough alcohol and serotonin in his system to not fear for his life. So, he said, scooting onto the couch beside her once the game was finished and most of the others had moved to the kitchen. Go away, she said immediately. You can't just tell me to go away, Sokka replied. We're friends now. Also, this is my house. Azula turned one of her disapproving glares on him, but he was no longer concerned. Not at this point. So, Tai Li, Sokka ventured, nodding toward her in the kitchen. She's pretty, huh? Azula's glare deepened. You're dating my brother, she said coldly. Obviously, Sokka said shortly. Actually, I'm goddamn off my ass, over the moon, in love with your brother, but sure, dating is fine too. She was clearly undeterred. Then why are you looking at my friend? she asked, and there was definitely a threat in there somewhere, although it didn't seem to be about Zuko this time. Why are you looking at your friend? Sokka pressed, and Azula ever so slightly blanched. I don't know what you're talking about, she said, words extra clipped and enunciated. She seems cool, Sokka continued, fun and bubbly, and I can't say I've got the greatest gaydar ever, but... Why, Azula snapped, are you talking to me about this? Sokka put up a hand in surrender. I'm just trying to be a friend, because it seems like maybe you've got feelings for... Don't say it, she said, and there was something else in her tone now, under the aggression and the control, something that triggered a bit of Sokka's sad puppy face again. It's not a bad thing, he said carefully, thinking of Zuko and a tea shop and hands twisted up on a table in fear. You're not bad or doing something wrong if you, you know, feel that way. Azula had gone very stiff beside him. You couldn't possibly understand, she said shortly, although her voice had dropped lower. At that, though, Sokka had to scoff, which made her twitch. Oh, no, no idea, obviously, he replied. I'm just a man, originally from a small town who's now dating another man, who just happens to be Zuko, who is the walking definition of parental trauma. Clearly, I couldn't possibly understand struggling with sexuality. Azula still wasn't moving, frozen like every muscle in her body was clenched, very clearly not looking at Sokka while simultaneously conveying that she would happily murder him in his sleep. You don't have to do anything, Sokka said. You don't have to talk about it or act on it or anything you don't want. Just, we're friends now, right? And you and Zuko, your whatever you guys version of a semi-healthy sibling relationship is? Azula side-eyed him again. Fine, she said shortly, and he wasn't entirely sure what portion of his statement she was responding to. He nodded anyway. So we're around, Sokka offered. A pair of very stupid and understanding bisexuals, if you need us? Or whatever. Her nose wrinkled just slightly, but she otherwise didn't respond. Zuko might hate him for having initiated this conversation now, so Sokka just sipped his drink and stayed quiet. 
Azula did too, and the people in the kitchen laughed loudly at something Teo was saying. One of the cats, Lucky, based on the collar, took that moment to hop up into Azula's lap and begin turning circles to make himself comfortable. What? Azula said, as the cat curled up pleasantly in the middle of her lap, just the tip of his tail flipping against her leg. Sokka reached out and rubbed Lucky's head. Good old emotional distress beacon, seeing his bat signal in the sky and coming to help. What a weird fucking cat. Azula rested her hand carefully on the cat's back. It won't bite or something, will it? she asked, still not moving her hand. He won't bite, Sokka assured her. The most he'll do is yowl at you if he's annoyed, and then run away. Azula, still a bit like she assumed Lucky would, with no provocation, turn into a rabid werewolf, ran a hand down the cat's back. Sokka continued to rub his ears, and Lucky, obviously pleased with the arrangement, began to purr. Azula relaxed further and pet him more, something uncoiling from her torso that had been keeping her rigid. There was more laughter from the kitchen, which drew Sokka's attention for a moment. He watched Zuko lean towards Tai Lee, face open and smiling, and he felt himself smile too. That, Azula said abruptly, jabbing towards Sokka's face with a sharp finger. That's what I don't understand. My face? Your face when you look at my brother, Azula said, almost angrily. I could pick it out a mile away because you only make that exact dopey puppy dog expression when you're looking at Zuko. Sokka felt his eyebrows pull together. He said, genuinely trying to understand what the hell this conversation was. Seeing him happy makes me happy? And I just like him? A lot, of course. So I mean, is it weird I look at him that way? I'm so confused right now. Azula turned her glare down on the cat, who was still a happy croissant of ginger fur in her lap. Do you... is that how you want to look at Tai Lee? Sokka asked at a whisper. Or how you want her to look at you? Azula shot him a look, but it softened a little immediately after. I, she replied finally, don't know. Her lips thinned. Dr. Ling has been helping me process some things about, her face wrinkled with irritation, relationships and love, and it's been confusing and frustrating. Sokka nodded. Yeah. I mean, sexuality and relationships are sort of confusing and frustrating. Azula eyed him sceptically, and he did what he knew was a Zuko-ish huff at her. Look, Zuko and I bicker and fight and struggle with stuff plenty, Sokka explained. Because we're a pair of fucking messes, but... He sent another look towards his boyfriend in the kitchen, smiling again. But we keep working at it, because we care about each other. And at some point... At least for me, Sokka said, processing as he spoke. I realised I like who I am better when he's around. There was a somewhat awkward pause. Huh, Azula said beside him. Yeah, sorry, Sokka replied. That was cheesy as shit, but, he shrugged, that's where I'm at, apparently. 
Azula shook her head. Never thought Zuzu was capable, she replied. That either of us were, but... She looked annoyed as she continued, but she kept speaking anyway. He does seem to really, actually, love you. Aww, Sokka said, nudging her side. I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me about Zuko. Nothing about inner demons or broken glass or... Don't push it, she said tartly. He's still a ruined sort of person who could hurt you at any time if he chose to, and I truly believe that. Sokka sighed, sad to see them return to this. Well then, I guess he's my ruined person, isn't he? And also, he added, like, literally any person or animal could hurt me if they choose to. Little Lucky here could decide one day to claw my face off, but do I spend my whole life avoiding him on the slim chance he might decide to hurt me someday? Sokka shrugged again. I guess I don't want to live like that. Azula looked over at him then, and in that moment, he remembered that she was Katara's age, that she was a little sister, just another confused young adult looking for love. It was a strange moment, but not at all a bad one. Want me to come out of the closet to Tai Lee? Sokka offered, because apparently he just yeeted himself out of the closet at the assumed behest of this pair of siblings. See if she responds with her own identity? That, Azula replied, is incredibly stupid. Yeah, well, Sokka said, so am I. To his surprise, Azula shook her head. Actually, she offered, I don't think you are. Weird, she elaborated, and embarrassing and loud and immature and... Okay, I get it, Sokka replied. So, am I spying for Team Purple or not? Azula glowered at him but didn't respond, and if she would have, she was cut off by Zuko approaching and draping himself across Sokka's lap in a way they definitely wouldn't normally be doing in front of people. Hey, handsome, he muttered, voice low and raspy and his eyes definitely a little out of focus. And that's my cue to leave, Azula said shortly, and got up immediately, although Sokka grinned at seeing her pick up Lucky to bring with her which just left Sokka with a lapful of Zuko and no complaints at all. So how are you feeling? Sokka asked, as Zuko rested his hands on his shoulders and smiled, woozy and so, so happy. How was he allowed to be this happy? How was Sokka real, with his face and his blue eyes and his very inviting lap? But he was and he'd thrown Zuko a birthday party. A party! Just for him! To celebrate him! I'm so good, Sokka, Zuko said, leaning down and nuzzling his nose. Real good. God, you're so beautiful. And you're so nice to me, and... He settled further into Sokka's lap. Sophie's a wizard. Sophie! Sokka yelled toward the kitchen. Stop getting my boyfriend wasted! There was only laughter in the kitchen as a response, and Zuko laughed too. Sokka was so cute, and Zuko had friends. Friends who were actually here and liked him. Which, logically, he knew was a normal thing for adults to have. But before Sokka, his life sure hadn't looked like this. 
he caught Sokka's face, pulling him back to look at him, where he could stroke along his cheekbone and down his nose. Sokka just grinned, watching him, and Zuko couldn't resist that mouth. It was impossible. He bent to kiss him, and Sokka tasted like pineapple and liquor and love. Sokka did draw back after a moment, though, tipping his head away. There are definitely, he said with a grin, a lot of people in our house for you to be in my lap and kissing me like that. Don't think that's the type of party they signed up for? Well, that was stupid. But still, Zuko could see the sense in it, although he wasn't getting out of Sokka's lap. Not yet. He leaned back, still looking down at him. You're so pretty, you know that, Zuko said. Like, magical pretty. He frowned a little, because he did seem magical. The silky brown of his skin, the shape of his face, the colour of his eyes. He paused, feeling his forehead furrow. How do you get blue eyes anyway? It's... your eyes are so blue. With my heritage, you mean? Sokka asked with a laugh. From my understanding, very strong recessive genes in my family line. No. Magic, Zuko said, still smiling down at him. This man. His Sokka. All his, amazingly, and loving him for some crazy reason. He wanted to tuck himself into Sokka's neck and wrap around him and live there. He wanted Sokka to never go, to just keep staying, to live in Zuko's bones somehow so he was permanent, so Zuko never had to remember what it felt like to be without him. He realised his thoughts were a jumble, and he lost the rhythm of them when someone tapped him on his shoulder. Katara nudged him. Glass of water, she said. Drink it. Thanks, Katara, Sokka said with a smile. Let's try for less hangovers all around this time. Zuko drank a little and passed the cup back, realising something. Hey, hey, he said, catching Katara's sleeve and keeping her there, because there was something important he had to say if he could just grab hold of it. I gotta ask you a question. Katara waited, looking amused which Zuko didn't understand because this was serious. She had to know it was serious. Zuko tugged on her sleeve again, hoping that made it clearer. Your brother? Sokka's your brother? Zuko said quickly, staring at her intently. Is? Katara asked, and the bewildered but smiling expression on her face looked like one of Sokka's. Is that a question? Why didn't she understand? He'd have to be clearer. Not really looking, Zuko reached out with his free hand, and it landed, pretty squarely, on Sokka's face. I'm gonna marry this guy someday, he announced to Katara. So, that's... that okay with you? There. That was clearer. That was the important thing he was supposed to say, to ask. Uh, what's happening? Katara asked, while Sokka struggled out from under Zuko's hand, and her eyes were very wide. We did this last time while we were drunk too, Sokka said, and Zuko smiled, remembering. Talking about getting married, Katara sputtered. We did, Zuko said, looking back at Sokka with a smile. That was you though, 
with the questions. Yep, apparently that's what we do now, Sokka said with a laugh, but Katara still looked confused and maybe upset. Oh no, that was bad, right? He tried to turn more toward her again. Damn, you don't, Zuko said, nervous now. Do you, do you not want me to? He looked back at Sokka again. Oh, shit. Can we, can we not then? If your sister says no? Sokka laughed again and wrapped his arms around Zuko's waist, and that was better. Sokka was still happy, still wanted him, so it was okay. We're still doing hypotheticals, babe, he said. Don't worry about it. Zuko broke into a smile again, because that was fine. Hypotheticals were fine. They couldn't do anything now anyway, but still. You're so smart, he murmured. That's why I'm going to marry you. And Sokka just laughed again and rubbed his hands over Zuko's back in a way that felt nice. You two are so damn weird, Katara said from behind him. Please just keep your clothes on. Zuko looked down at Sokka, chest unfortunately obscured by a shirt. No promises, he muttered, letting his eyes run back up Sokka's chest and to his face, wanting to lick the whole path his eyes had just followed. Sokka's skin always tasted good, which didn't make sense, but it did, and Zuko was wishing he could taste it now. We'll keep our clothes on, Sokka said over his shoulder probably still to Katara. Zuko frowned at that, and just leaned forward and gently nuzzled against the underside of Sokka's jaw. God, you're a cuddly drunk tonight, Sokka said, rubbing his hands over Zuko's back again. Are you complaining? Zuko said to his neck. He shouldn't be. Sokka liked being touched. Zuko knew he did. He wasn't quiet about it, and Zuko was getting a little worked up thinking about some of the things Sokka said that proved just how much Sokka liked being touched. He licked just under his ear, enjoying whatever he could. No, but our guests might, so you gotta stop doing stuff like this or I'm gonna lose my mind, Sokka said. Oh, and your sister? She would definitely not approve and may kill me. Zuko chuckled and drew back. I wouldn't let her kill you. You really think you could stop her? Zuko narrowed his eyes, unsure if he should be offended, but Sokka was still smiling, so he let it go. Instead, he just reached out to stroke a thumb against Sokka's cheek, before looking back toward the kitchen. Azula was holding his cat and talking to Tylee and May, and she looked happy and almost relaxed. And none of those things, cat, friends, relaxed, party, made sense at all in his brain when it tried to conceptualise Azula. He shook his head and found Sokka's face again. Your friends, he enunciated, still surprised by that thought alone, with my sister. Apparently, Sokka replied with a quick laugh. Also, your sister might like girls. Zuko blinked a few times, trying to clear his head, because he must have heard wrong. What? he asked finally, and Sokka shrugged. Life's weird, babe, he said. 
and Zuko had no response to that either. These were definitely all things for tomorrow Zuko to deal with. Sokka reached up and brushed a hand through the front of his hair. So, how's 27 treating you so far? he asked. Zuko grinned again, heart sort of hurting in the best way, and he ducked his face against Sokka again. So good, he murmured, because it was. Because everything with Sokka was. Yeah? Yeah, Zuko said. He was sure. So sure. Sure like he was sure about nothing else. Best way I've started off a new year of my life, and that's all just because of you, my love. And that, Sokka said with a laugh, is ten bucks. Then he kissed him on the cheek, which made Zuko sigh and lean against him a little more, allowing himself to be cared for by someone else. Zuko would be mad about the whole situation tomorrow, while nursing another slightly less murderous hangover and a lot of mocking from his friends, and preparing for a whole new round of Sokka's EMT puns. But, for the moment, he couldn't find a single damn thing in the world to be mad about. That was The Team-Up, chapters 10 to 11, by On My Literature Bullshit again. Thanks so much to them for the party chaos in this fic, and for letting me record it. If you enjoyed listening, please tell me what you liked over in the comments on AO3, or come shout at me on Tumblr, at Dear. You can also find On My Literature Bullshit again there, at On My Literature Bullshit again. Thanks again, till the next one.